tell you what, I can't believe this. We are in week eight of Give Up Worry for Good. I mean, where is the time going? The final week. I can't believe it. My name is Gary Zimak. Welcome to Following the Truth. Thank you so much for stopping by. I want to tell you, this week is all about looking back. We're going to look at some of the things that God has done throughout history, and I'm going to urge you to think about some of the things that he's done in your life. And, you know, starting with the fact that none of your problems have killed you yet. Isn't that incredible to think of? Like, sometimes we... We look at our problems and these, these, these difficulties that we face in life, and we, we just get so consumed by them. I, and I am so guilty of this. I have done this over and over in my life. We get so consumed by these problems and so focused on the details. Not to say that we can ignore them, because there are things in life that we just have to handle. There are responsibilities we have. There are things we have to do. God expects us to take care of whatever our responsibilities may be. But when we get so overwhelmed by the details, by the difficulties, by the problems, and we exclude God's power, and we don't take time to look at his power, what he has done, then we're going to be hopeless because we're never going to go into the future or face the future knowing that our God can do all things. He can get us through this. So that's what this week is about. It's about looking back. And I just want to tell you, first of all, well done. I mean, we are in week eight now, technically week eight, day one of Give Up Worry for Good. Remember when we were back in week one and I was thinking, oh man, it's going to be a long eight weeks, but you know, we are here. And here's the good news. Even after this week is finished, next week, I'll talk a little bit more. We'll summarize things. And then, and then going forward, if, if God allows it, I'm going to continue doing this podcast as I've been doing for years. So I'm going to still be here and we're going to focus on, we'll have a little bit more freedom to focus on um, different things. But, but here's the deal. And this has always been the case with my ministry. I want you to know just how relevant God's word and God's promises are to your life. And I want to help you to develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that is life-changing that has deli- that relationship has delivered me from living a life burdened with fear and anxiety. And I'm not kidding you. It really has. And do I still struggle? Yeah, I still struggle sometimes. But it's so much easier. And, and I thank you. I thank you for your kind words. I get so many emails. And, and the comments are always... I, I mean, I, I don't remember any bad comments that I've gotten. Because I try to be honest with you. I don't sugarcoat any of this. I don't try to gloss over my imperfections. I, I try to tell it like it is. But God is so good and he has done so much in my life. And I'm so much more peaceful now than I ever was in the past that I want to share it with you and I want to help you. So even when we get done this Give Up Worry for Good eight-week program, I'm going to still be around as long as he wants me to be. I'm going to be here and I'm going to be here for you and I would invite you to just continue walking with me. Let's do this together. Let's take one day at a time. Let's talk about those things that weigh us down. And let's talk about, more importantly, the solution. The solution is Christ. And by walking with him every day through the dark valley, right? The valley of death, whatever you want to call it. This life is brutal sometimes. But when you walk with him, there's really nothing to be afraid of. But we have to remind ourselves of that. We have to have to let his spirit work in us. So that's what's going to be happening. But this week before 
We technically bring give up worry for good to a close. We have to focus on looking back. And that's just what we're going to do today. So settle in, make yourself comfortable, and, uh, and, and let's begin, all right? Let's begin by turning to our Heavenly Father in prayer. And before I start that prayer, just picture him for a minute. You know, God's invisible. God's pure spirit. So he doesn't have a body. Jesus had a body. He had a body like you and me. But God the Father is pure spirit. Kind of a hard concept to relate to a person. He is a person. With Then that person has no body. But the way I like to look at it, maybe this will help you, is now you can picture the old man image. That's worked for me in the past. Picture your your heavenly father being an old man with a gray beard, gray hair. That, if that works for you, that's fine. But to be, you know, totally correct and precise, he doesn't have a body. So I, and this just works for me, this may not work for you. I like to picture him as the air that surrounds me. So I look all around me, all around me, and the air that I breathe, even though I can't see it, I know it's real, to me, that's how I picture God the Father. So however you want to picture him, let's turn to him right now. My prayer is, as we begin this official prayer to start the show, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit makes him real to you. That's one of the functions of the Holy Spirit, to make the Father real. So how about this? Before we start the official prayer, this is, I'm giving you a prayer and a prayer today. Let's talk to the Holy Spirit. All right? How do you like that? That's a little bit of a twist on things. So we're going to bless ourselves, right? We're going to talk to the Holy Spirit. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. You're going to get to triple play today. We're going to talk to the Father, we're going to talk to Jesus, and we're going to talk to the Holy Spirit. That's what I feel being, that's what I feel, where I feel the Spirit's leading me today. So right off the bat, we're changing things up. I hope you're okay with that. I, I'm, I'm not somebody who likes change, but this is a good change, all right? Trust me on this. Let's see how this works. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Holy Spirit, you know, I don't usually pray to you. But you're, I mean, on the program, I pray to you every day, but you are a person, you are God just as much as God the Father and God the Son. You are divine Holy Spirit and you dwell in me. I mean, that that's pretty cool. Holy Spirit, I, I pray today, number one, that you, you make the Father and Jesus very real to us. So that when I pray this prayer, when I lead this prayer and we all pray it together, that they both become very real. And Spirit, I know this is one of your functions. So I invite you to come alive in each of us, Holy Spirit. Please do your thing. Make the Father's presence known to us. Make the presence of Jesus known to to us. And please guide my words as I pray. Guide my words. Guide my thoughts throughout the program. Let me deliver the message that you want me to deliver. Holy Spirit, unleash your power, not just in me, but for all of us going through give up worry for good. And fill us, Spirit, with your peace, the supernatural peace that only you can bring, which is one of your fruits. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, we come to you today as well. And uh, we're going to talk to you, Jesus, and you, you, you know, you've been leading us through this program 
this Give Up Worry for Good eight-week program. You hear me talk about you a lot. I want to thank you, Jesus, because through you, I can call Almighty God my Father. I'm so grateful for that, Lord. I'm grateful for the fact that you came to earth. It wasn't fun for you. It was difficult. You had to suffer. Ultimately, you had to suffer and die on the cross. Not only to free me from my sins and to open up the gates of heaven so that I could live there forever, but you also took my anxiety to the cross. And you came to free me from the burden of excess anxiety and fear. And I thank you for that, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that not just today as we go through this program, but for the remainder of the week and every day for the rest of our lives, that we can keep focused on you. Because we know you're going to lead us right to the Father. We know, Jesus, that in you, we can find that peace that we look for. In you, Lord, we know we have nothing to fear. We know you're in charge of our lives, Jesus. Thank you for being so good to us. Please continue to lead us. We pray, Lord, that we we can feel your presence today through the work of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, it's really great to speak to all three persons of the Trinity today. Father, we speak to you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for creating us. We thank you for never deserting us. Father, you've done so many good things throughout history. You are faithful. You never deserted your people. And we have no reason to believe you will ever desert us. Father, please continue to lead us, to provide for our needs. And we look forward to the day when we can live with you forever in heaven. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, thank you for hearing and answering this prayer. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I was getting into that. That was exciting, wasn't it? Um, You know, however you want to pray, you speak to the Father, you speak to Jesus, you speak to the Spirit. Ultimately, right? Ultimately, we should, we should try to find a way to speak to all three of them. But, but start with Jesus, because he came to earth. He's the guy that came to earth to rescue us, to make God's presence known, to, to, make, to make God the Father known to us. He, he came to reveal the Father. He gave us prayers such as the Lord's Prayer. You know? but, but as you, and this is what I feel, this kind of develops naturally. This is what I find uh, to be the case. If you start following Jesus, if you spend time with him every day, if you get used to speaking with him, and it really, it's, it's, it's critical that you speak with him, share your problems with him, use whatever words you want. The closer you get to Jesus, the more you get to know him, the more comfortable you become with him. You'll start to feel this urge to draw closer to the Father as well. And every day you want to also make it a point to talk to the Holy Spirit and say, come Holy Spirit, please. Inspire my thoughts, my words, my actions. Please please make the Father, make Jesus more real to me. And that, that's a very valid prayer. I pray that prayer every day at the beginning of the day. And over time, you're going to see that happening. And I can't really explain it. 
But I remember a time not too long ago, maybe we're talking like five years ago, I, I was still in ministry, full-time ministry at the time, and I remember thinking that I don't know the Father that well. I, I feel I know Jesus, but I don't really know the Father. And so my prayer became, Father, I, I want to really know you. I want to know how much you love me. Because for some reason, I'm not feeling it. You're too abstract for me. I mean, that's what I was feeling. And again, this is about five years ago. This is not 20 years ago. And you know what? It happened. And and I'm not really sure how it happened, but I believe that the Holy Spirit was involved. I believe that Jesus was working through his spirit in me to lead me closer to the Father. And now I'm really comfortable with God the Father. And I speak to him typically, and I, I think I've shared this with you before, typically at the in the morning and at the end of the day, I, I talk primarily to the Father. My wife and I, we pray our prayers together, and uh, we, we pretty much talk to the Father. And then um, we'll talk to Jesus sometimes uh, on the way to church. We go, we, we're privileged to be able to go to daily Mass every day. Now, the, the Mass is directed, the prayer of the Mass is directed to the Father. So again, we're talking to the Father. And then we receive Jesus in Holy Communion, and we get to speak to him. And then throughout the day, my focus is on Jesus, mainly. Talking to Jesus, picturing him, holding me by the hand, you know, that kind of thing. And um, in the evening, our family prays a rosary together, and then I shift my focus to the Blessed Mother, Mary, the mother of Jesus. I focus on her and ask her in the rosary, to take my prayers and all my needs and give them to Jesus. So I get, you know, Mary's involved in my life as well as the mother of God. She's not divine, but she's a very important person. She's the mother of Jesus, you know? And then, again, at the end of the night, the focus shifts back to to Jesus, uh, to the Father. So, so and, and then the Holy Spirit throughout the day, I forgot, I don't know, I'm sorry if I don't even, don't even know if I said this, but... Sometimes I think things and I don't remember if I said them, but I ask the Holy Spirit in the morning to guide my thoughts, words, and actions, to make the Father, to make Jesus real, to allow my life to bear good fruit, to work in me. You know, so I I, I have that dialogue with the Holy Spirit. But don't feel bad if the Holy Spirit ranks third. You don't want to get into this, at least I don't think you should get into this idea of measuring Okay, I, I have to spend X amount of minutes with each person of the Trinity. When you start doing that, you can get overly scrupulous, which, which I can tend to do. And you can get yourself a little goofy. <laughs> That's not a theological term, but I think you know what I mean. The Holy Spirit is content. If you look in Scripture, there are no words of the Holy Spirit, direct words of the Holy Spirit recorded in Scripture. Of course, we believe as, as Christians that um, every word of the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's definitely speaking throughout the Bible, but there were no direct words of the Holy Spirit recorded in the Bible. And, and I believe that's by design, by design that the Holy Spirit likes to um, work in the background. And, and the Holy Spirit wants to make Jesus very real to you. And he wants to make the Father very real to you as well. You know, so the Holy Spirit kind of got a little bit of a weird role, but you should absolutely talk to the Spirit, especially in the morning, and ask for that inspiration. You can also ask, and I heard this uh, quite a while ago, 
and, and I really like it. Ask the Holy Spirit to control your emotions and steer you away from negative thinking, you know? Now, the Holy Spirit's not going to redirect your thoughts, but the Holy Spirit's going to give you a nudge when you start to go down that path, you know, the what-if path. And you'll start to, you'll, you'll hear that voice in your head saying, uh-uh, you're off the road, man. Get back on the road, you know? So that's how I found the Holy Spirit to work. But I, I really do like speaking to each person of the Trinity. And um, I think it's kind of neat that I didn't intend to talk about this, but that's that's what you get because I asked the Holy Spirit to help me. Hey, um, if you want to find out more about my work, followingthetruth.com is my website. Uh, please go over there to check out. Pretty soon I'm going to be shifting gears and talking about my next book. And I do I believe that is coming out in late September, September the 20-something of this year, Journey with God. You know, it's it's all about walking with God each day. Sort of like what I was just talking about with you now. We'll talk more about that in a few weeks. But right now, the focus has to be on give up worry for good. Week 8. Week 8, day 1. Pretty cool, huh? This week is devoted to looking back. And I start the book with Psalm 126, verse 3. The Lord has done great things for us. And you know what? He really has. And I believe if you think back, first of all, if you look in the Bible, you're going to see some amazing things that the Lord did. But if you look in your own life, I would be willing to bet, if you think about it, you know, spend a little time reflecting on it, you're going to come up with instances where you thought something would turn out a lot worse than it would. Or you went through some catastrophe and somehow you made it through and the Lord helped you. You know, and, and I think that's so, it's so important to recognize that. Even when you wake up in the morning, I, I find myself thanking God for letting me wake up, for giving me a new day. And when you start to think like that, to have gratitude for all that God has done for you, you tend to look to the fu- to forward to the future with hope. I start out this uh, this day one reflection saying, don't look back. Uh, a quote that we hear often, don't look back. And, and, and a lot of times it's not good to look back because when we look back to the past, we sometimes have regrets. Oh, if only I didn't say that. Or if only I did say the other thing. Or if only I acted differently. Or why didn't I take more advantage of my free time when I had it? Why didn't I do more good now I'm at the end of my life? That's... That's as they say, I, I believe uh, Alcoholics Anonymous uses this phrase, stinking thinking. That's what that is. That isn't the way that Jesus wants us to think. He wants us to recognize that he is present in the present moment and that this present moment is all we have. Now, it sounds strange for me to be saying that at a time or at a, in a week when we're d- devoting it to looking back, but we're not looking back to regret things. We're looking back to recognize the fact that God has done incredible things throughout history. And God has done incredible things. A lot of times we don't give him the credit for doing incredible things, but God has done some pretty incredible things in each of our lives. But we have to spend time thinking about them. In um, the scripture reading for this uh, this day, I used Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. This is, I think I'm going to read this, this is pretty good. This is Moses and the Israelites thanking God for getting them out of slavery. 
Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is gloriously triumphant. Horse and chariot he has cast into the sea. My strength and my refuge is the Lord, and he has become my Savior. This is my God, I praise him. The God of my Father, I extol him. The Lord is a warrior. Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he hurled into the sea. The elite of his officers were drowned in the Red Sea. The floodwaters covered them. They sank into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, magnificent in power, your right hand, O Lord, shattered the enemy. In your great majesty, you overthrew your adversaries. You, you loosed your wrath to consume them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up. The flowing waters stood like a mound. The floodwaters foamed in the midst of the sea. In other words, God got his people away from the, the danger, the threat presented by the enemy. The Egyptians were after the Israelites. They were trying to catch up with them. But God was stronger than the enemy. And at this point, at this point in time, eight weeks into give up, worry for good, anxiety and excess worry is the enemy. You know, there's a, there may be other enemies, but that's the enemy right now. Because that's what the devil wants to use to take away your hope. The devil does not want you to have hope. The devil does not want you to be happy. The devil does not want you to be at peace. The devil does not want you to have confidence in God. We're not going to let him win. You know, we've come too far to turn back now. In in uh, the reflection, I make, you know, as, as I did for every week, for day one, I emphasize five points. Let me just, let me read those now. We'll talk maybe a little bit about them. Number one, looking back on what God has done in the past can help us to move forward with confidence that he will provide for our future needs. I kind of just said that earlier, but but it's true. You know, God doesn't change. So if God operates one way in the past, he's not going to change in the future. In order for me to be confident that God will be there for me tomorrow and handle whatever I'm facing, help me to handle whatever I'm facing, in order for me to be confident in him, I need to look back. And it's a good thing to offer praise, you know, especially when you wake up in the morning, to offer praise. Lord, thank you for bringing me to this new day. Hey, it's a new month, Lord. It's a new week. Thank you. You know, I'm healthy or my illness has not done me in yet. I'm still alive. Thank you, Lord. Whatever. You know, it's going to be different in each of our lives. He doesn't need to know that. He knew what he did or he knows what he did. But we need to hear that. And we need to give him praise. And we need to acknowledge how great he is because that's the only way we're going to have hope to face the future. Because the problem with those of us who tend to be worriers is our problems are more real or bigger than God, which is absolutely not true. But we got to keep reminding ourselves of that fact. Number two, generally speaking, it's not a good idea to look back with regret or too long for the past. I agree with that. Well, obviously I agree with it. I wrote it. Um, Don't look back with regret. If anything, if you made mistakes in the past, sometimes you can't forget these things. Maybe you made mistakes in the past. Use your past mistakes 
to fuel what you are doing in the present. In other words, I messed up. I said the wrong thing to this person. Lord, give me the grace to not do it again. I don't want to go back there. You know, don't dwell on the past, but maybe think about it sometimes. Yeah, I should have handled that better. But you know what? Can't fix it, but I'm going to fix it in the future and in the present, really. what, What can I do about it today? And then the next time you encounter the person, maybe you said something to you shouldn't have, you'll you'll pray for God's grace to help you, right? And then you'll try your best with the help of the Lord to do the right thing. Because you don't want to spend too much time in the past. You know, it's okay to, to give God thanks. Sometimes I'll relive memories of childhood because I had a really blessed childhood. My parents were really good to me. I had some great friends throughout the course of my life. I can look back now and see God's hand present throughout my life, even though I didn't recognize it at the time. But you don't want to get stuck in the past, so much so that you miss the present. The present is all we have. The past is gone. The future is not guaranteed, right? We have the present moment. Number three, in order for it to be helpful, looking to the past should build gratitude and confidence in God. And that's what we're doing this week. We're looking at what God has accomplished And that builds confidence and gratitude. Recalling the good things God has done for you helps to ensure that you don't forget about him. Yeah, that's true because that's a very real danger. Because we can't see God, because we can't technically see Jesus in the flesh. We see him in the Eucharist, but but that's hard, you know? But I see the people around me. I turn on television and see all kinds of stuff. That's real to me. But the spiritual world... It's, it's just as real, but it's harder to, to see sometimes. So I do need to, to jog my memory uh, sometimes. Number five, I mentioned when Elizabeth praised Mary's faith, she immediately credited God and reflected on all he had done for her. I wanted to put that in. That's a little insert um, about her prayer, Mary's prayer in the Magnificat. I, I just felt it was appropriate to, to put that in there as a, uh, as a reminder of the importance of recognizing what the Lord has done for us. You know, um, because Mary certainly got that, and I think she can really help us to understand what an attitude of gratitude should be all about. So there you have it. There are some thoughts for you about looking back. And we're going to continue with this tomorrow, God willing. I hope you can join me on the program. This is going to be a good week. And as always, if you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. Just let me know. If you have questions, I am praying for you. Please pray for me. Pray for everybody who is going through Give Up Worry for Good. You made it to week eight. Well done. I mean that. Well done. It's a pleasure, to, once again, to, to be able to spend this time with you. I don't take you for granted. I really don't. I pray for you every day. I, I really do. I do not take you for granted. I thank you for your kindness for your messages of encouragement, for your prayers, for your donations. And I thank you for being here with me every day. It would be very lonely if I had to do this by myself. Have a fantastic night. God willing, I look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow on Following the Truth. Bye-bye now.